Welcome to Nomads, you and I. We are concluding our first year of travel and starting to begin our second one. Mark, I think we're going to count August 22nd as our first year of travel this year. It's a little bit of a window where we're doing doctors and dentists and stuff like that. Does not feel very quest-like right now in the middle. Well, getting a lot done, though. Yeah, getting a lot done. Th and things that we won't have to think about then as we travel, we will know for sure where we stand on a lot of medical tests and things like that. Sometimes you have to pause, get everything taken care of yeah. so that the journey itself yeah. is smoother. Definitely. So there's a series of about three podcasts that we've been working on. And one of them is like the first year on the road, very practical ideas. So we got that one recorded. We, we were honest about our bummers, you know, like things that just did not go very stellar. So that hopefully is helpful for other people anticipating maybe doing something like this. And then Brightest Moments is coming up as well. But today we are recording our awards of the year, memories as we traveled and the awards associated to those memories. The best of 2020 and 2021 or part of 2021. Yeah. So the first award is really around something that was super duper critical for us, and that is around technical support. That goes out to, I mean, there were several people. There was nominees. I mean, Patrick Clark, he helped get us out of a few cell phone jams where it's like we could not figure out how to get my cell phone to do what I needed it to do. Um, there were times where Brian Garlock, like he tirelessly worked for long hours getting massive amounts of work done toward building up my Older Women Likewise program. And, and those efforts really helped us grow the biggest audience that we possibly could. You know, he kind of reminds me of a business tycoon and like a cheerleader all in one. He's just like cigar in their mouth. They're like, yeah. Yeah, we got this. We got this. We can do this. You know, that kind of thing. But he's a mover and a shaker. He's a mover and a shaker. And he's on our side, which is great. Only because of this one person were we able to get our podcasts out there. And over 6,200 people have listened to it already. And that was our daughter, Ashley. Yes. She also helped me get a site that put all my commentaries online. Mm -hmm. And she set me up with MailChimp so that mm -hmm. I could send on an email every week if I want to with a picture on it and some other yeah. cool things like that. Yeah. So she created this gorgeous website that really, you you just go to nomadjuani.com, which was her creation. We kind of worked on it together. And that's how you find the podcast. It's how you find the 100 Churches blog. It's how you find Older Women Likewise. There's a bunch of free downloads of curriculum that we've written and other goodies there, a quilt collection, I believe. So all kinds of goodies there and could not have done what we did without Ashley. So that award goes to Ashley for best technical support. Mark, what was the best mascot award? Who, who does that go to? goes to Sundance, our turquoise ceramic yoga frog who has been glued about four times <laughs> and i think i'm the one that keeps breaking yeah. him and typically yeah. there's a weak spot at his ankle but he's yes. still with us yes yes and at one point you tried to glue him with re dark rusty red glue and that uh, was not going to yeah, get epoxy it. and nope that, no, that was not going to cut it. So, yeah, he's hanging tough so that he can keep posing with all the cool background awards. And really the Trooper Award, the Trooper being a good Trooper Award goes to Bella. Mark, Bella the cat. <laughs> Bella has been through a lot. Bella has been through a lot. And she probably expressed herself mostly for having gone a lot in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Mark, what did they say when they picked well, she, we had a groom, you, you know, had a line cut on her, and they said uh, there were three technicians working on her, yeah. and she drew blood 
on all three of them. All three. Everybody was bleeding. So she kind of expressed, yeah, you want to see Trooper Award? I'll show you how I'm feeling about this. So, yes. <laughs> and so, but that was before we discovered Gabapentin, which now she's had a groom since then. And when you picked her up from being groomed while under Gabapentin, what did they say? She was great and they would love to have her back. <laughs> So it's all about the gabapentin. And yeah, they were able to shave her all the way down her tail and with a little poof at the end, all the way down every leg with a little poof at the end. And she had nothing to say back about that. She was just fine. Yes. She was fine. No one bled. All right. So what's the next award? Most scenic mountains up close. Mm. So whose mountains? We saw so many mountains this year all over the country. But which ones were the most beautiful? I think the most impressive ones, and maybe it's you can drive all the way up to the viewpoint. Mm-hmm. You really don't have mm-hmm. to hike a long ways. It would be the Olympics, yeah. the Olympic Mountains, and it would be at Hurricane Ridge uh, outside of Port Angeles. Yes. I mean, it kind of reminded us of maybe what Switzerland would look like because it's, it was that combination of evergreen trees in front of the mountains that were in front of Canada and I mean, all that vegetation, like the little wildflowers and everything growing in between was just gorgeous. But the rival, though, the most beautiful mountains from a distance. You felt were the Smokies. I did. I felt like it was the Smoky Mountains. And one thing that was super fun about being in the Smoky Mountains was that we were with, I think Beth Wade is a botanist, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just cool to know the science behind things when you happen to be with a person that can tell you all about what's going on in real life. It's as if the mountains are breathing and you're seeing their breath. Thank you. All right. So, Mark, would you describe to us the award for most white knuckle drive? Set us up like what had happened right before we got in the car. Mm, We had some, but I think the award goes to we went on a hike to Fern Canyon. We were told it was four miles. It was more like six miles. How long did that take us? We're talking. It was like six or eight hours. Six or eight hours in the Redwood Forest. And then we get back to the van, then we drive like four hours. Okay, and it's dark now. It's pitch dark. We cut off at. Uh, above Fort Bragg, and we start on California Highway 1, uh-huh. and it's 15-mile-an-hour switchbacks, hairpin uh-huh. curves. Hairpin I can't, curves. I can't see what's on the left of me as I go around the curve, uh-huh. and you're up against sheer drop-offs, Which and it's Which we dark. can't see because it's pitch black. Yeah, and you're in a 24-foot sprinter van, and that was probably And there's the, no turning around. No, you're yeah. just going to complete this journey. Yep. White so, knuckle. White knuckle drive. Very, very. You also had some white knuckling, didn't you, towards Three Forks, Montana. Remember that you were due to be on a live Facebook program. We were supposed to be pulling into someone's house that we had never met before. There is a wild storm with lightning flashing, rolling thunder, heavy, heavy rain. And wind. And wind. That was the runner-up on white knuckles. Yeah, yeah. And that was about 13 miles of that. So. Yeah. Not your favorite memory. Nope, <laughs> nope. But it was a it kind of be- it was a beautiful kind of sunset after. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Montana's gorgeous. All right. So award for best art. So this is there are several that it's hard for me to choose from. One of them would be the Art Alley in Rapid City, South Dakota. I mean, to be honest, street art to me is one of my favorite because it's always like a surprise. You don't know it's coming. And suddenly it's like, look what someone was allowed to paint on a alley or a brick wall in an urban area. I love street art. Also, I'd say the best art 
town that I explored was Scottsdale, Arizona. I just love the Southwest vibe of a lot of buffalo, a lot of Indian, just a lot of those themes to me in the Southwest are so gorgeous. My other uh, runner-up would probably be Santa Fe, New Mexico. There was a painter there. I can't even remember what his name was, but he was mixing up really modern motifs with Southwest themes and kind of mashing them all up together. Yeah, with ancient Indian motifs as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, he might have dollar bills in the background, but then he might have have a really old picture of an Indian, but he's got modern sunglasses on it. I just, I really loved that mashup of art. The best surprise would be, and we had a lot of surprises. We had so many surprises. It would probably be uh, the Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota. We're just going to stop by and just see it, and... The streets were blocked off, and they were having a street carnival, rides, and live music. Yes, and I was like, this is the best day of my life. And we just were so impressed. Okay, so we met a few people that we were very surprised and delighted to find that people that had come to God that was unexpected. Mark, who stood out to you? A young man who is one of 28 kids, his father fathered 28 kids and yeah. was in the black magic and voodoo. Amazing. And so now he is a gospel preacher and yes. he had been using your material. That's fantastic. Yeah. Reading it, discovered it years ago. We had never met, but it just made me feel good that sometimes you put stuff on the internet wondering like, is anyone using this? Yeah. And it, he was using it. He was using it and he thanked you for help, helping him figure out some biblical concepts. We ran into uh, members of the church that came from the Amish community. Yeah. We have run into uh, people that became Christians that set up stages and toured with and partied with rock bands. Yeah, rock bands that we'll not mention, but yeah, this one individual became a Christian after. And, and these are big time rock bands. These, these are super bands. You would bands. know these names, but yeah. we're just, I think it's distracting to say right. the name, so we're yeah. just not going to. But yeah, to me, and it would also not honor his privacy, so right. we're going to do that too. So we had some close calls. Oh, yes. What is the award for close call, Mark? Well, uh, on the list would be the Hughes home in the Bay Area that was being encircled by wildfires. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, we were waiting to see if we were going to help them evacuate. The dirt devil that hit us on the way to Tucson and pushed us immediately 15 feet over in the other lane. Into oncoming traffic. Luckily, there was none. Yes. And? But for the grace of God. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> I think, and I probably lost a couple of days of my life oh, at this one. Oh, We were in Granbury, Texas at a really cool antique market. And yeah. And you left your purse lying on the ground or something I or just outside? kind of left it. We yeah. had been taking some pictures. We were spelling out Nomad, you and I, with some big letters on the ground. And, yeah, I just walked away from my purse, not a care in the world, and I was probably parted from it for a solid hour, maybe. We yes. were at a whole different location. I'm like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have my purse. own a purse anymore at the moment. And so, yeah, I just, you know, I think it's good for Mark to just have his blood pressure tested every now and again, and so I'll just throw that in. As far as the most eclectic, and we're throwing in some of those. Okay. And, uh, the most eclectic. Oh, like a roadside okay. thing. Thing that we saw. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I guess a shout out to Roadside Attractions. Yes. A website that we use to, yes. f- to find little things like this. Mm-hmm. 
on Riverside, Iowa, the future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. Mark, and didn't we see somebody there? It's like behind a beauty shop, right? Yeah, it's just this so little monument behind a beauty parlor. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of funny, though, because the main drag of that whole street, they decorate it all up into... A Star Trek theme and like a little spaceship here and there. And yeah. Stuff hanging from uh, yeah. the streetlights, but a little town. It's an itty-bitty town. I love when a town really gets into it. So, And I happened to see someone there who looked just like Captain Picard. Is that how you even say it? Like, we are not Star yeah, we're, 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 we're we, not. After the 70s, we're just we're not into it anymore. Yeah, but, but I think you're right. Yeah, and he yeah. gave you the... Yeah, I said, Dr. Picard. Like, I kind of played <laughs> along with it. And he gave me the hand signal, whatever you call that. Yeah. And so we had some good laughs on that. So most eclectic. So who are also like the runners up, Mark? For runners-up would be the only one of these that exists in the world, the Coon Dog Cemetery, <laughs> a cemetery devoted to burying coon dogs in Red Bay, Alabama. And that dog has to be an official coon dog yeah. to make it in there. That was eclectic. All right, so Mark, who were the most famous people that we met? So we did hang out with Howard Hughes. Yes. But not the Howard Hughes. Right, and okay. Jimmy Carter, Wait, but not I'll, the Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Carter had us for Sunday lunch. He did, yeah. He did. It's not the other people's Jimmy Carter, but, you know, he's probably famous in yeah. his own right. Um, we drove past President Trump's house um, in Mar-a-Lago, right, in Florida. Yep. Didn't even know it was there till we were in that town. Right. So yeah. the security guard with the automatic machine gun. Yeah, him. yeah. Uh, Emerald. Yes, was we saw cooking him. at his restaurant in Sandestin. Yeah, Emerald cooked our dinner for us. Yeah, that was kind of cool. We happened to stumble upon Elvis Presley's cousin's daughter, who happened to be touring the Muscle Shoals recording studio at the same time that we did. Yes, and we met the Sultan of Shine, also known as the Don Juan of the John, also known as the Dean of Clean, and that is American entrepreneur and author Don Aslett. And so he owns this cleaning museum in Pocatello, Idaho. And after his little nighty night naps, he woke up and came out and we said, oh, we're enjoying your museum. I mean, we're talking huge, huge museum, multi-level building. And so, yeah, he kind of toured us around and showed us all his collection. You know, I mean, I think he has somewhat like 6,000 artifacts related to cleaning. And so, yeah, he's seen on Oprah Winfrey, and he had the QVC going. And I think what I recognize him from was his book, Is There Life After Housework, that he wrote back in the 90s. And, I mean, he sold like 3 million copies of that, not to mention those other 40 books that he's written. So he's pretty well-known in those parts. And we're kind of fans of Clean anyway, Mark. Like, we didn't even know he was going to be there. We just sort of wanted to see what could be seen at the Museum of Clean. Mm-hmm. I actually left him with a copy of my own book, too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, an autograph. An autograph <laughs> an copy, autographed copy yes. of my own book. And we talked philosophy with him. We talked yeah. Bible. We talked morality. We talked about the present state of the country and everything. So that was very, very interesting. There is a award for the least classy move. Right, and I think that's Bella peeing on the floor in a Mercedes dealership in Fairfield, California. Let's just breeze on over that and just yeah. skip skip on to the next but one, Bella. Bella would probably say, when you got to go, you got to go. When you got to go, man. So, Mark, what was the most ironic? What's the award for most ironic? Well, there's a couple of runner-ups. <laughs> there is. So there, There's a couple in Florida who were married almost at the same moment we were yeah like at the same year the same night 
almost the same time. That was weird. There was an ironic moment for me. Like we had met this really nice couple at worship. So we went out to lunch with them. We made arrangements and met up with them. And I was privately thinking in my head that how much he looked like Barry White, the singer, like from the 70s, Barry White. Yes. And then suddenly over the speakers while we're lunching, that song, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe, comes over the speakers. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of like sometimes you have a moment where... Only you know that you've had an ironic moment, but you have to just kind of smile to yourself. There was the um, there was the man who is now a widower, a uh, nice man. He brought us, when we were in quarantine, he brought us at a distance lunch. He yeah, said, what do you want? at our RV park. At our RV park. Yeah, so we do this thing where we're like, hey, pick a number between 1 and 450. So he had been telling us like all about his father who had helped build the atomic bomb in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, right? In yes. Years and years ago. And so of all the 450 questions that he selects, he selects... If you knew a nuclear war would begin in two hours, what would you do? I mean, that was ironic. Like, yes. that's, his, that's his question. Um, we went to a White House on Pennsylvania Avenue. We did. In Osprey, Florida. But it was in Osprey, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was, it's the Church of Christ. It was just a church house there. Yeah. But it was, it was a White House on Pennsylvania Avenue. That was a little bit ironic. Yeah. Um, I found it a little bit ironic that my very creative friend, Tammy Spidel, um, who lives near Florida College. So I guess sometimes Florida College just kind of gets rid of stuff. And she knows how to turn something into something else. I found it ironic that she happened to turn the old library card file system into like a really special little underwear drawer with little <laughs> yes. sections and stuff. There you go. That's my Tammy. Hey, that yeah. was ironic. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that during Dewey Decimal Days? Mm -hmm. Like that's the was going to be the end of that file cabinet. Yes. Very ironic. Anything else? Well, it's interesting. You have a pen that was given you. When you did your 57-day road trip yeah. back in 2017. Yeah, I had a pin. Like, I brought one pin in my little fanny pack. And it just so happens that when we were in Shipley, Florida, the man that gave you or made that pin was preaching there. He was preaching. I didn't even recognize him while he was preaching yeah, for some reason. Right. I guess I didn't really know what his name was yet. Yeah. He invites us over for lunch. By then, I have figured out who he is. Mm -hmm. And... I just, when I walked through the door, I unzipped that little fanny pack and pulled out, hey, does this look familiar? And he had made that very pin for me. So that was cool. Daryl Yance. Yes. All right. So it was a little bit ironic seeing 80-year-olds play softball. I can't remember where we were, Mark, at that point oh, of our travels. Oh, that was Leesburg, Florida. Oh, Leesburg. 80-year-old men and women playing softball. Uh-huh. And we had just mentioned, Mark, this man who set up stages for rock bands. He had set up a concert that you attended yeah, in 1978. In yep. Amazing. Uh, we were in Perry, Florida, and we were camped near <laughs> a, I guess... <laughs> right-wing militia group called the Rod of Iron Kingdom? Yeah, founded by... The son of the Reverend Moon. Yeah, like from the 60s. Yeah, that was, yeah. He founded Gun Church in Pennsylvania, I guess. So yeah, he's a, a descendant of Sung Young Moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was different. That was unexpected. The other, I guess, ironic thing is that when we purchased our rental in florida yeah i was very concerned about weather weather like you do not want to buy a house in the current hurricane zone yeah and so 
we just crossed the city limits getting into Tampa. Yeah. In the general area. We're in Wesley Chapel, but in the general yeah. area where our house is. Yeah. And both our phones go off with a tornado warning. Yeah. And it's kind of like none of us said a word to each other, yeah. but I'm kind of uh, thinking like, mm. Yeah. I just, I finally get to where I'll probably live for a little while and... Tornado warning. Tornado warning. And he's probably thinking, see, we see, never should have come here. They're yeah. having tornadoes all <laughs> the time. And I know so little about violent weather. To me, when I saw a tornado, I just, my brain said hurricane. So I'm like, oh, they do this all the time, you know? Yes. But nope. It was like once every 35 years, but it happened to happen. The second that Mark shows up. Yes. In Tampa. Right. Mark, what would you, if you were going to give an award for best museums, what, where would your award go? Baseball Hall of Fame, Cooperstown, New York. Uh, yeah. Gettysburg, definitely Gettysburg was probably the biggest, most amazing museum. Yeah. I think. The Flight 93 Memorial, the most sobering museum. Uh, the Tabernacle Replica right. in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that um, was moving. I found that very moving. Really good at saying what the things in the Old Testament represented in the New Testament. The Corvette Museum, uh, what made a special Adam and Zoe were with yeah. us. And also, they'd had a sinkhole open up under the museum a while back yeah. and swallowed like four or five cars. Million dollar cars, millions of dollars worth of cars, yeah, into the sinkhole at the museum like February 12th, 2014. That was weird. I really like the Charleston Tea Plantation. Which is the only tea plantation, I think, in North America. Yeah, yeah, really special to be there. We went to the Hemingway House in Key West, and, and the best part... It's filled with six-toed cats, big six-toed cats. Yeah, because they're descendants of the original six-toed cat. Yes, the Lion Country Safari that we camped yeah. right next to at the yeah. KOA. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could hear the lions at night, mm -hmm. definitely making noises, and... You go in, and only the lions were in a caged area somewhat. All the other animals were out free-ranging. And you just yeah. drove to the park, and you had to wait for them to cross the road, including rhinos. Fascinating. And not too far from there, there was something called the Big Cat School, right, at the Panther Ridge Conservation Center. That was really cool. My favorite thing is when the big wild cats purr with all that bass, you know. They're just so big. The Museum of Neon in yeah. Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. I'm a big fan of neon signs. Me too. Yeah, we want to decorate with some of those someday when we settle in for a little while. And it was really fun to have the Hewlett's there with us on yes. that day. We also visited Promontory Point, Utah, where the Golden Spike was driven on May 10th, 1869, right? That seemed like a very special place. Yeah, and that was just kind of a last minute like, oh. There hey, it is. There it is. Is that that place? Yes, yep. it is. Yeah, we kind of stumbled upon that. That, that was day. a big stumble upon. Yes. Yep. So, Mark, I would say the most award for most invasive procedure was the $95 Q-tip shove up the nose in Rhode Island. Well, and the Q-tip's like a foot long or something it like that. It certainly feels that way to me. Yeah, I mean, that. hello, I just had a vision. I had an epiphany. <laughs> Uh, I think I time traveled yeah. a little bit when you stuck that up my nose. Yeah, <laughs> the things we Man. do for love. That was so that we could freely move in and out among the brethren there while yeah. we worship there and, yeah. and jump right in. So uh, the best answered prayer to us was the, what we called the Happy Heart Day. And that was a successful surgery of our boy Charlie Elliott at the Boston's Children's Hospital. I mean, that was a big answered prayer last September. 
And Mark for best singer. We heard a lot of live music um, and a lot of Christians singing this year. Um, sometimes in congregations that had hundreds and hundreds of people. But my favorite singer was hearing my son-in-law upstairs singing hymns of praise into the hearts of the children that we both love, those grandchildren. So that that gets my award for best singer. Mm-hmm. Loved that. All right. So what about best karaoke, though, Mark? Driving through Cape Cod with the Elliots and singing very loud and probably for me very bad <laughs> cracklin rosie cracklin rose yeah yeah i s- poor elliot's because they they sing so beautifully like john leads the singing he can sing very very well and yeah we just have volume and loudness that's what we offer right up there though i think has to be coming back from kayaking with the manatees oh, on yeah. the orange river with oh, the yeah. turners and singing uh, the Christmas classics with Tim Turner oh, and yeah. family. Oh, yeah, because what we were doing was we had just kayaked with manatees, so we were changing up all of the lyrics to the Christmas songs yes. to, the, to include manatees. Mm-hmm. Have yourself a manatee little Christmas and such. All right, so I would say the award for best thought leader recommendation was from my daughter Ashley and she kind of introduced me to Thomas Sowell who says things like nobody is equal to anybody even the same man is not equal to himself on different days unquote very very wise Mark what was the best mystery the award for greatest mystery I think it would be the tones that come from the singing bowls yeah. That we played that we played in Rockport and shout out to Rockport, Massachusetts oh. on Cape Ann. We went to Cape Cod and it was yeah. neat, but yeah. I thought I, I was more impressed by Cape Ann. Oh you were? Yes. Plus they had their restrooms open? Oh yeah. They were open <laughs> for business and they were glad to see us. Yes, yeah. So I have no idea why those singing bowls like they like massage my brain waves. I don't know what's going on. I know it's of God. And I just really, really enjoy the sound of those. So the weirdest thing that we ate, that's pretty cut and dry, Mark. I would say part of a grasshopper at Zaco Taco. Yeah, I mean tell you what, the lobster tacos there were the best tacos I think oh. I've ever had. Oh, okay. So there's an award for best taco you've ever had. And Mm -hmm. for me, the same location was the weirdest food I ever ate. I could not eat the whole grasshopper, but I did down a part of a grasshopper just to say I did. All right. So the best run, and there were very few runs. There needed to be more runs than I took, but the one that I enjoyed the most was in the rain and the wind across the walkway over the Hudson that parallels the Hudson Bridge in upstate New York. Yeah, right across from like Hyde Park. And it's a a bridge that's a a pure pedestrian bridge. Yeah. Now over the Hudson. And yeah, we were getting blown around and hammered pretty good Mm -hmm. during that walk. Award for most beautiful accents. Mark, do you remember the little Albanian lilt among the Cabos children that we... Mm-hmm. Had dinner with that one night. Oh, yes. so beautiful. Up towards Exton, Pennsylvania, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Those little ones are so cute. They're so excited about their garden, telling us mm-hmm. all about it with those sweet little accents. Um, Mark, who gets the award for biggest laughs? Man, because this, this year was filled with all kinds of big laughs. We had some good laughs. Uh, I think right up at the top of the list, yeah. I think it would be Tim and April Starr yeah. in Westburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We were listening to the world's worst song, and we were yes. listening to poetry by Billy Collins. Yes. Now, coming up right up there, we yeah. laughed a lot with the Wades. Uh, we laughed so hard with the Wades. Like, I think Tim and April laughed the hardest at what we were bringing up, but yeah. I think I probably, like, sometimes I cry when I laugh too hard. I just start 
Yeah. yeah I need a Kleenex because it's what so I funny. What I liked about the Wades is that Murray would, if Beth, if Beth started telling a story and Murray thought it was his story, he'd go, oh. hey, 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 that's my story. That's my story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm the one that's allowed to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the thing that had me in stitches was oh, we were playing yes. like the first drafts of rock and roll where the thing that really had me in stitches was on this Jimmy Fallon show where it's called First Drafts of Rock and Roll where he has Kevin Bacon playing the part of Tom Petty singing a really poorly written lyrics to Free Fallen. And the background music is spot on. And I was absolutely doubled over. The other thing that had us laughing super hard was watching news reports where it was sketches of like the world's worst criminal sketches to try to find the bad guy, but it they looked like cartoon characters or whatever. Yeah. Hysterical. And then finally, I don't know if you remember that video of the helicopter rescue in Arizona where the stretchers start spinning on and on, worse and worse. Like I mean, almost like the helicopter blades themselves. person that was injured I'm in that sorry. basket is just spinning, and the guy says, we've got spin. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. It's one of those things that I think I'd rather die. It's I think hysterical, die. Yeah. but you really shouldn't laugh. But I'm hoping even the person that it happened to also laughed. I don't see how she could have even stayed conscious. So hopefully right. she was zonked out for that whole ride. Yep. All right. So, Mark, what was the coldest worship service? 50 degree parking garage in the Capital City Church of Christ in Harrisburg. That was that was cold, but they had blankets. So it all yes. worked out. And the award for the most unusual gift was the knife from Alan Williamson that I can use really if I ever find myself in a street fight then I'll be able to use that I think he was concerned because I was hanging out by myself in the airstream so he's like here you go he didn't even say what it was for but I think I kind of knew well you got to choose which color you wanted to that's right the award for most engaged grandfather goes to Wayne Till because we were just so so impressed about family tree of children grandchildren great grandchildren yeah. and all of those that have reached an age of accountability have obeyed the gospel and are faithful and he calls them yeah and he sits down with the young ones like at most holidays and mm-hmm. kind of gives them this is the family history this is the family story this is yeah, who we are this is who we are this is what we do and so he calls up those grandchildren and says how's your soul And so we were just so, that really stuck with us. The most impressive tree award goes to the Angel Oak on Johns Island near Charleston, South Carolina. I mean, I am heavy into trees. I just love, love, love trees. And it's a grand southern live oak. And it's around 500 years old and shades about 17,200 square feet. I mean, that's how huge it is. It has one branch that is 187 feet long. Well, like it goes down into the ground and pops up again. Yeah, super cool. So the most bittersweet moment for us was watching Jean Cannavello blink back her tears and smile and shake her head a little bit because we all pretty much knew. I'll see you on the other side. And so she died a few months later, but we had enjoyed a nice dinner with them out at P.F. Chang, I believe, and just great conversations. She's just so full of life all the way to the end. And so that was very, very precious to us, our most bittersweet moment. Mark, there's also an award for the hardest phone calls. I mean, this is awkward right so it's much easier to receive this phone call than to have to call the next person so do you want to talk about that yeah it's we had been told that we were exposed had been exposed to covid and so we needed to call the people that we had been with recently yeah people that had hosted us you know we didn't even know them so kind-hearted we stay with them and then upon our leaving that day we called them back like sorry as well as Adam and Zoe Deloge. We had spent time with them and our 
friend Luke Metzger also. We had to all let them know that we had been exposed and therefore even though we had no symptoms we had also exposed them and to the best of my knowledge we never got it they never got it so it all worked out but that is a hard phone call like you don't even want to have to make it but you mm -hmm. really should so that they don't expose anyone right right that kind of led to the next one though which okay. we spent two weeks in quarantine yeah. which gets our probably most productive period so. of time yeah Cranking out 11 podcasts. So much accomplished when there's nothing else except work. Bella's favorite stop. All right. Cozy, cozy. Oh, yes. Bella has an award she wanted to grant. She, Yeah, she said, oh, if you're doing an awards program, please award to the Lawrences in Macon, Georgia, to J Nelda and John. They get the coziest and most peaceful house. And they and also they get the award for understanding all her kitty ways. Like, it was tempting to leave her behind because she just snuggled right in there. We had talked about the Coondog Cemetery. Yes. And we saw a number of interesting cemeteries, yes. including the one in Bahia, Mississippi, where oh, yeah. you have people. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. There. that was special. But probably from an architectural standpoint yeah. and a, well, it was, it was the live oaks and all the Spanish moss and oh. it was the cemetery in Savannah, Georgia. It is amazing. I mean, I don't know what exactly it is that intrigues me. I don't know if it's because they're a little bit scary or, you know, uh, the fact that cemeteries kind of weird people out. But I mean, the art there, just the artistic nature of so many of the grave markers just blew me away. I could have stayed there for eight hours photographing so thank you for always like okay whenever she's done she's done you're very patient when i am just eating it up and boy i was eating it up at the bonaventure cemetery in savannah georgia if you only visit one cemetery on your own travels that's the one for sure the most information we learned in 24 hours is probably from phil martin i think it was well, you had you had your notebook out and you were writing like crazy. But yeah, it's so fun to be with someone who knows a lot of things and knows a lot of people and is willing to pass that on to us. So we have a whole list of people that he provided that he said, oh, you got to meet these people and those people. So we're looking forward, hopefully, to meet, meeting some of those people. And also, Mark, do you remember he also said, hey, let's go travel Israel sometime together? Yes. Mm -hmm. That would be really, really fun. Gave you a lot of book recommendations. He told you about routes. We talked a little bit about finance and restaurants. People to see, interesting people to talk to in yeah. those congregations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark, what did you find to be the prettiest RV spot? What's the award for that one? Well, there were a, there were a lot of, uh, we, we were fortunate. We had a lot of beautiful parks, including Camp Gulf in mm -hmm. Dustin and uh, Twin Lakes up in... Um, the Funiac Springs, um, we hit the parks down in like Key West were pretty, the park in Cortez mm -hmm. on the Little Canal, but probably the prettiest park, I know the park that you enjoyed the most, and it would be a spot on a canal. Right, and, and it was it the only spot, before you announced the location, it was the only spot that really, it, it kind of had a saying, maybe we should sell the beach house and buy a slab of concrete to rent out for residual income, right? Yes. Yeah. Key Largo Campground and Marina. Yes, Key Largo Campground, spelled with a K. That we found to be the pretty, especially at sunset when you're looking down and the sun is coming right through the canal. And there's so many of those little tiki huts, little tiki huts along the way. Mark, we had our share of 
fantastic food this year. It's surprising we didn't both gain a ton of weight. You actually lost weight this year, yes? Yeah, I think I lost 10 pounds. I think I broke even, barely. But what did you find to be some of the best dinners that we had out? You really liked the lobster dinner in Catskill, New York. I loved that. Yeah, it was outside, a good value too, wasn't it? outside on the Hudson. Yeah, it was yeah. like a special yeah. nineteen ninety nine a person. Big yeah. lobster. Can't beat that. corn and red potatoes. Yeah, my other favorite was called Buzzard's Roost, which is kind of a disgusting name for a restaurant. But despite that, that was also on a canal. And they just had some really, really yummy food there that I enjoyed very much. I forgot about barbecues. Barbecues. Barbecues with my friend, Patty Turner, from high school. And so Patty, Patty became a Christian while we were in high school. We studied the Bible together, and I got to connect with her. She popped in at our RV spot near her hometown, and so we talked to, I think, 2 o'clock in the morning after enjoying some barbecues. Anything else that really hit the spot, honey? Well, uh, the tamales in Scottsdale, which yeah. we found again. Right, so there's so many places that are like world's best this, world's best that, and Scottsdale says that that they have the best tamales ever. And the thing is, I think they do. Yeah. And because we had had those a few years back. Right. And then we had a bunch of other tamales around the country, and they're like, let's go see if we still think those are number one. Yes. They kind of are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very unique, one of a kind in the world Mexican food in the Albuquerque Santa Fe area. Yeah, we went to Monroe's, which Monroe's. I think Cindy feels is the best Mexican food she's ever had. I think Monroe's takes the cake. I think Monroe's is the number one award for best Mexican food that I had while traveling. In fact, these sweet people that took us out to Monroe's after morning worship. I kind of told him, like, you've ruined me. Like, now <laughs> all the other Mexican food that I ever eat after this, it is going to be delicious, but not Monroe's. Right. It's about as good as anyone else is ever going to be able to do. So I almost tried to talk you into buying, like, hey, what if we just bought a dozen enchiladas and a dozen tamales and store them in our freezer and just eat them as we keep going? But we moved on down the road. Right. All right. So... Ruins are interesting, Mark. I love abandoned things. I love ruins. What were the best ruins? Well, th- there were those old cars from the gangster era about oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the meteor crater that were just out in that field. Really that was kind of cool. interesting, yeah. But I think the sugar plantation, it would be uh, the Ormond Beach area. Okay. The, uh, Near Miami? Well, north of Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, north of Miami, north of Daytona Beach. Yes. There's some uh, sugar plantation ruins up there that, mm. are, that are pretty cool. Super cool. So the award for best amusement ride, I'm going to say, was the Star Flyer. It's known to be the world's tallest swing ride, and it goes 45 miles an hour in a circle. So it kind of like it's kind of hard to describe, but it goes way up in the air. It's spinning you around, and it just goes higher and higher and higher. I just have a hard time even watching. Yeah, Mark, Mark says, I'll see you after. I like rides that are pleasant and not scary, uh, like when there's no sudden drops. And it really wasn't. It was only just slightly nauseating. It wasn't horribly nauseating. The only thing that would have made it even better is, like they said, I could not keep my phone and my headphones. And I had this playlist ready. I had this playlist. I was going to be listening to Fly Like an Eagle by Steve Miller, Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf, and Lenny Kravitz Fly Away. I had it all planned, Mark. That Mm -hmm. was going to be my background music to the experience. And they're like, okay, you can leave your phone and your headphones right here. (laughs) Bummer. Mark, will you tell everyone about the award for funniest church announcement? Goes out to Ralph Walker. Is this correct? Yes, at the church um, Henderson. Yeah. Henderson Church of Christ mm-hmm. in Tampa. Yep. And 
pretending that the Henderson's ranking is number 27, not the order in which we visit visited them. Right. So he's doing the announcement. He's telling everyone who we are, what we're up to, the 100 Churches blog. And he says, and we're number, it was something like, and we're number, number 27. 27. And he keeps talking. And then he notices the body language in the yeah. congregation. They're like, their jaws are dropping. They're like looking at each other like, what? What? We're better than 27. We're better than 27. He said, and so he said that's what he saw out out yeah. there. And so he's like, no, 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 no. We're in the order of 27. Yes. Not, not like ranking 27. But the joke became... Wanting to be number one. and Yeah, so that they, they were going to work their way up to number one, no matter what it took. And they want to be number one, but to the glory of God. To, just to and the glory I guess of it's God. okay yeah. to be number one as long <laughs> as it's to the glory of God. It was really, really funny. They, I mean, they were kind of starting to climb the ranks, I felt like. Oh, like, definitely. Man, they were definitely. bringing it, man. Yep. All right. So, Mark, what was the most patriotic moment? Mission Barbecue in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah. At noon, they pause and everyone stands up and does the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. And it was so special to see that with Julie and Wilson Adams. The best comeback to me was a conversation that I had with Ryan Goodwin, who to me is one of the best conversationalists out there and on the day that we were getting ready to visit Graceland together I shouted out the Airstream as I was planning to wear like I was kind of like okay what what would be my most Priscilla Presley thing that I could find um, so I'm thinking about that and he's walking past the Airstream so I shout out to him hey is Rebecca gonna wear her white go-go boots and he quickly answers no they got scuffed up at the disco good response I just love the swiftness with which he plays right along it was really 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 fun so mark award for weirdest housing the earth ships outside of taos that are so weird made of all recycled materials and are off the grid and no hvac no air conditioning no heating Mm -hmm. Uh, they collect water from the rain that comes on the roof yeah uh, you can only get a seven-minute shower, though. Yeah. That's, that's, deal breaker. that's a deal breaker for me. Oh, it, and it was broken way before that. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> on all kinds of reasons. But, yeah, it looked like this space age. It looked like we were on another planet. It was straight out of Star Wars. Yeah. So, I mean, three cheers for good stewardship, uh, but not our scene. So, the Surprising Family History Award goes to... Well, I knew that my dad's mother... Her family came from England. She was born in Texas. Family comes to Oregon. I learned from my cousin Linda that at some point, the family that had come here from England, including her, goes back to visit the relatives. Yeah. The relatives that are left in England. And one of the choices they had on passage across the Atlantic was the Titanic. Wow. And they passed on that. Close one. If they hadn't passed on that, I mean, there's. I'm I'm never born. You're never born unless they happen to survive it. Right. But there's a good chance you would never have been born. And to me, one of the most ironic things about that reality is the fact that then she has your father, and your father is President Pearl Harbor. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just fascinating to me that your family history just intersects with some of the most key points in American history. It's just really, really amazing. Yes, uh, Wayne Teal had a really neat story on that because uh-huh. I think someone came through town offering chest ex- x-rays when he was young okay. and the family had like no money, but he said, hey mom, can I have like a nickel for a chest x-ray? And that was big and she said, yeah, for some reason. Okay. And they found a heart defect Oh, because he was always tired and 
And so they fixed that, and six months after that surgery, he's at a picnic, and three kids are in the water, and the water carries them away, and they're drowning. He's the only one. He's the only one in sight, and he jumps out. And because he had that surgery and he has stamina now, Uh. he rescues all three people and saves their lives. But those young people probably die. If he doesn't have, he never has that checks x-ray. Most people come to town looking, you know, like, hey, nickel for chest x-ray. So, wow, I I didn't catch that. I did not catch that story. I wasn't present for that telling of that story. But the thing is, that plays also, he's the one with all the descendants now. He has how many faithful? Well, uh, if that's not caught, then probably he dies at a young age. Yeah, so he doesn't have all of those faithful. Yeah. Descendants. The last award that we're going to talk about, Mark, I called it the Full Circle Award, and that goes out to the Sweet Home Congregation. Ah, yes. You know, it was the last one that we visited, and the thing that was so cool about kind of ending that leg, that first Nomad Quest year, with this congregation, having this congregation be the last one that we visited, was the fact that, I mean, 35 years ago, they invited you to preach when you barely knew how. Yes, and so it's kind of like the first congregation that really gave me opportunities to preach and develop my skills or or talents, and so in a sense, our coming back to Oregon kind of followed a, you know, we come back and I see my cousin Linda that had been around when I was little, and then we we come back and we come into the sisters' Redmond Bend area where I spent like most of my summers right. as a kid. Then we come to Sweet Home, which basically helped me develop my skills to preach. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of like we returned to these very significant spots right. in where, my past. Yeah, where your story kind of began as a Christian. I mean, and even since then, over the years, Sweet Home has been so kind to us. I mean, Dave and Linda there, Dave and Linda Miller, they housed our son, Zach, while he was at Oregon State University. And my good friend, Stephanie Merrill, lives there. And so we just owe them a lot. And it's ironic. You owe the people that you owe the most to, they just sort of like when we left, they just were gifting us right and left. Take this, take that. Yes. Here's a gift, gift, gift. And so we just really, really appreciate them. And then to then arrive back into Beaverton, our congregation where you had preached for about 28 years, to see them flourishing. Wow, that meant the world to us. Well, and also a couple weeks before that, my first full-time work, Forest Grove, we were yep. there on yep. July 4th. And so that was... That was very... Very mm-hmm. significant to be with the Adamsons again and the yep. other brethren that we love there. Uh, Sweet Home has, gets one more award. Yeah? Uh, we were in, in this last year, we were in Florida, we were in the South. Oh, we yes. Alabama, we were in Texas. So many hot places, we Mark. We were in Arizona. Arizona, Phoenix. all the hot places. We were in New Mexico and Utah and Idaho and the hottest place of our entire trip goes to bum ba da bum ba da bum sweet home Oregon, Oregon. 109 degrees thanks sweet home thank you sweet <laughs> home for letting us plug in and letting us keep our cat alive that day yes out in the van the black van that retains some heat so yep they came through um and just thank you thank you to everyone who hosted us this year all your generosity all the wonderful meals that were made all the deep conversations that you had with us I wish we had more time to just give out all the awards for all that thoughtfulness to each and every individual. You know who you are. We love you, and we hope to see many of you again on year two of our Nomad Questing. I guess it'll be from 
August 22nd, 2021, till about a year after that. Yes. Lord willing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our awards program of our first year of travel. God bless.